Hi everyone, you're listening to the Unsavoury Ethnic Ties podcast, which is about food, culture and London life. We recorded this episode before lockdown and in today's episode, Carl leads the discussion around the popularity of Jamaican food and culture, but explains how there's much more to the Caribbean than jerk, chicken, rice and peas. We also speak to the folks of Jerk in the Park and share their views on exactly what makes jerk chicken unique. You can connect with us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handles are at UETypes. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Inaugural podcast. Was it Was it bright eyes, clear minds can't lose? Right, let's go. Don't touch that doll. You're now tuned in to UET. Collaborative effort between myself, Yardavan, Nack, aka Jardaki, Katassi, and Carlos. So, first first podcast ever since the last one we did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the first one of a decade. Yes. No, it's, it's the first one that you'll be hearing, dear listener. So, I guess we should introduce ourselves. Mm-hmm. Probably just say what UET means because you know it could sound like an unidentified. Cystitis. <laughs> exactly. UET stands for unsavoury ethnic types. Um, and what are we about, Yadam? What are we about? What are we about? We're about, um, it's a food and culture podcast um, talking about, uh, well, uh, John Key is my sister. We are a Sri Lankan heritage. Katasi is of Ugandan heritage. Uh, Carlos is from is from the Caribbean. He's from Caribbean heritage. Very specific, that. Very specific. The, the, the Caribbean. The Caribbean. The Caribbean is a very specific place. It's only got a few hundred islands. So you might as well say, me and my sister are Asian. You're from somewhere in Africa. Africa. Africa and Carl's somewhere in the world. <laughs> I mean, I, I shall defend myself. FYI, these are topics that we'll be discussing on yes. the podcast. Well, I didn't want to... There's a Caribbean identity and there's a Sri Lankan identity. There, as well as there is a, an island. Why am I uh, black explaining <laughs> Caribbean oh, culture? Caribbean explaining because this is a Caribbean episode, yes. and that's yeah. the exactly. great segue. It's very smart. You know, right? <laughs> I see what you did there. Not the segue. So, what what are we about, guys? Why are we doing this podcast? UET is a food and culture podcast talking about the intersections of both of those things and the way in which um, it can sometimes be political um, and also food is an in, like an incredibly personal thing but also uh, it, it holds so many memories and such like a, a shared experience with people across the world um, and you can often trace bits of history back through food in the like we have some interesting takes on it um, at least that's why that's what I think this podcast is about. Mm, yeah, so Janaki, sister of Yadavan. Um, so for me, I love food. I love learning about new foods and new cultures. And as you said, the whole roti roti thing. As I'm getting older, I'm realizing that I feel like we're all more similar than we think we are. And there's everything's intertwined. And yeah, I'm here just because it's interesting and I like food. Katasi here. If we're gonna go with the whole um, roti roti. <laughs> Thing, then I guess for me it's sambusa v samosa. Um, given that I'm Ugandan, I'm, a, I'm of Ugandan heritage, and looking into like food and like the culinary history of Uganda and seeing like um, the South Asian influence on our food mm-hmm. was quite awakening for me and got me curious about food and identity um, and what we claim to be traditional and whatnot. Got me thinking about wider sort of claims to what is British and what is. Um, what belongs to who? And so I think food's a really interesting gateway into like talking about politics, race, and just like life. There's so much you can learn from what people eat, what's in their lunchbox, what you have for breakfast, how you prepare things, how you eat. So looking forward to exploring that kind of stuff. I love food more than I love people. Um, food's always there for me. 
who never let me down. And it kind of connects my past, my present, uh, and my family and friends in ways that a lot of other things, maybe music aside, can't you cannot fathom the importance of. It's also um, really interesting to think that the Caribbean food that I grew up on is an amalgamation of history, close thing to the identity of the people that I come from, and such an important part of where we are that we would be, we wouldn't be the same without it. I hope to explore that kind of history and that culture through this and kind of see the connections that we all have through the food that we eat. Mm, take it away. Ah, take, take it away. So speaking of takeaway, <laughs> <laughs> Caribbean takeaways are quite a big thing in London nowadays is what I've basically started this podcast by observing. Mm-hmm. I am of a Caribbean heritage and that Caribbean heritage is made up of Jamaican ancestry and Bayesian ancestry so a lot of people know what Jamaican is but very few people necessarily know that the island of Barbados has its own kind of almost not a rivalry but uh, a knowledge of other cultures while being very proud of their own Um, and because of this I feel like we're underrepresented in in UK or in world culture so just to check, is that the, that the Bayesian side or...? The Bayesian side. Yeah. Because I feel like Caribbean side in general is underrepresented um, despite the huge oh, okay. influence mm-hmm. of Jamaican food and culture on London life. So growing up in South London, obviously I've mixed with people from different backgrounds, but a lot of uh, Caribbean people. And especially from Jamaica, and I always used to hear... Um, oh, they've got Chinese people in Jamaica, they've got Indian people in Jamaica, and maybe that's had an influence on the food as well. But how mm. did that also come about? Because I actually don't that's, that's, really understand. That's a really good question. When um, slavery ended, officially ended, they still needed workers to come in and to run the, the businesses that they created, right? Mm. That's where they, again, migrated East Indian people mm-hmm. and Chinese people to the Caribbean to become almost the lowest class of people. Uh. So they were seen okay. initially as like, but again, it's all part of the, the structure of hierarchy, hierarchy yeah, yeah. and, you know, yeah, control, right? control. Like, yeah. But um, I think part of their, their, um, their role in their societies, you get uh, a few, uh, a lot of business owners tend to be Indian. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's good mm-hmm. for the community. They, they set up a lot of businesses and put a lot of practice into play that is still in our culture this day, like curries. Mm. So curry being in a Jamaican thing yeah. is a direct result of Indian East Indian migration, mm. uh, and obviously um, in some parts of the Caribbean more than others. So Trinidad is pretty much known for having a very large Indian Caribbean population. This is a good segue because I was just about to talk about my grandfather being of Indian Jamaican. Um, his family uh, were known as coolies. Up, so my granddad for having sort of wavier hair than a the black person or um and fairer skin in some in some cases in our family were were called coolies can i just say that growing up um in london that was always like a compliment the playground like oh your hair mm-hmm. like your, your hair's a bit wavy like are you coolie yeah. yeah i remember being very baffled because i'm like what does that even mean like i'm just so did you get well just because my sideburns are quite straight like they're <laughs> softer than like they're not hard right um but it's always been like something complimentary in our community, like, oh, she's a bit cool. Interesting. Has that always been the case in Ugandan culture as well? Or just uh, when you came to London? Like... That was just like a London black girl thing on the playground, people comparing hair and whatnot. Mm. Um, and probably, I mean, I don't think there were Caribbean girls that were saying it, but it was just like this like speak, black speak. I get that. So I know somebody that was half black, half Asian, and all the boys liked her, and it was that, oh, she's coolie. So, I d- in a weird, I always find this um, saying very weird when ethnic people say this, but there was something that they would say that it's almost like she's exotic, when mm. actually we're all kind of from exotic backgrounds, so it's a bit weird that just the fusion. But what I also, just to point out, so my mum, when I've used the term coolie around her before, she said that in India, they class coolie, or India or Southeast Asia, coolie is half white, half Indian. Ah. So it's so it's fascinating, right, that it can mean different things. Mm. That is really interesting. I yeah. never knew that. I didn't know that either. That's, um, I've got the same mum. <laughs> 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 um, that's, that's very interesting. And also, like, 
I think there is a, a level we're not really acknowledging, but we're playing around. There is an idea about uh, beauty and like Eurocentrism and like what features mm. are like like straight straight sideburns, like <laughs> sideburns on fleek and, <laughs> and whatnot. Um, but yeah, and, and the fact that in like Indo uh, Indo Asian, like uh, no Anglo Indian, not Indo Asian, um, Anglo Indian is like. There are still communities that are Anglo Indian that mm. see themselves as distinctly Anglo. Like I'm Anglo and a little Indian. Like um, yeah, it's, it's a, I find that stuff really interesting. But also, I imagine it's a lot to do with power dynamics and Absolutely. yeah, hierarchy, yeah. hierarchy, and ranking that mm. kind of stuff. But you were saying so your yeah, your granddad. Yeah. So he's Indian. Exactly. So um, and I think um, you're you're right. I wonder if it if it was a disparaging remark at the time or if it was a bit of an underhanded compliment, like calling people, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, oh, you're calling, there's something about you. Um, but, yeah, no, he yeah, he, he moved to this this country and where it didn't matter if you're cool or not, you're, you're a black person, I guess, isn't it? Uh, my grandmother was from Barbados. So my, so my dad's side of the family from Barbados, my mum's side are actually half Bayesian, half Jamaican. So I've actually got three quarters of myself is this kind of smaller minority population of, Ca- of the Caribbean that's not as, um, I guess, uh, well-known in the kind of the, the schoolyard or the... Well, just globally, right? Just globally. Like, yeah. um, just globally. One thing that really struck me a few years back, we were in, we were in Sri Lanka, mm. um, and there are these, um, like, auto rickshaws, we call them autos, tuk-tuks, they're called. Um, uh-huh. It's basically a massive scooter. Um, and I was really struck by the fact that, like, they're all, like, done... Like with you know, kind of just fun decals and like they people customize them much way in much in the same way that bike rickshaws get customized here. Mm. And I saw one in uh, red, in red, green, and black with uh, the Jamaican flag and a massive Bob Marley decal on the back. And I was like, as as levels <laughs> to like to have a cultural export. Like I mean, it, I don't know how it got there, but like to resonate so deeply with yeah. someone. That they are gonna customize a rickshaw, like their their work vehicle Literally. and such, with these Bob Marley decals. But at the same point, like Dad loves Bob Marley, um, but also it's Bob Marley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, on, the, on the top three, like yeah, like <laughs> one of the greatest ever. You can't really, it's hard to, I, I hard like to argue with that. That was the that was the um, part of the thing with Jamaican culture mm. is that their music touched so many more people than than any other music from the Caribbean. That it that that will resonate throughout the globe and then people buy more into the culture as as a result of it directly so obviously my granddad coming to this country I mean at the time would it have been as well known about so obviously in the 60s the 50s 58 we're talking about so would that have been a thing Bob Marley wasn't around then was Caribbean culture as big is it this generation the movement across that brought that culture like brought that stuff to the to uh, I don't know a western mainstream we can call it even though they were further west than England you know, um, that kind of... It'd be very interesting to, to find out what the experience of someone yeah. in the 1950s of a, you know, like a visibly ethnic person in England, like, because, I mean, it's the 50s, so, like, you think they're probably a bit tough, like, mm. like as in, uh, I think it'd probably be a bit racist, but in the same way that, like, my dad came in the 70s, right, 73... And he was like, yeah, fucking NF on the street. Like. Yeah, definitely. And think about an immigrant now coming into our country yeah. in, a, in a place where we're supposed to be the modern age. We're in 2020 and there's still this Brexit sort yeah. of feel of you're not welcome here. That's. But then saying that, they would look on the street and they, there would be so many different faces on the street, right? It wouldn't be like when our dad came or your granddad. Yeah. I, I can't imagine what it was like when your granddad came. Yeah. And like... And also, so we've had conversations about food before, and you've told me that your granddad loves cooking up, like, mm. you know, a big plate of food, like Caribbean food and whatnot. And he came at quite a young age as well, right? Yeah, 23. So how how do you think he adapted to, like, the lifestyle here as well as, like, obviously the cuisine? Because, mm. like, even buying some of the ingredients, the spices and things, like... Yeah. Especially, especially then, like, now... And this is what I think is, like, fantastic, in the... In the years, in the years hence, oh. there are specialist food stores, and there are like you can get, and the world, world is much the world, yeah, the world is so much smaller that you can get, you know, whatever you want. You're planting on the high street, for yeah. Instance. 
Do you know what I mean? Dunriver's got this sonar. <laughs> but, like, it's... I think, that's, I think that's really fantastic. But, yeah, coming then, when, you know, it's just, like, Butcher Baker Candlestick Maker. Genuinely Like, so. what are you going to, like... Yeah, how could you eat? Because uh, I, I feel like that... that first of all, the grey. You come here, it's just the most grey place you've ever been. Mm. You've never experienced so much grey in your life. Yeah. They've yeah. told you, and, you know, this is an exaggeration, that the streets... Are, you hear that the streets are paved with gold. So you yeah. Yeah. you're gonna go to this place where gold is money's pulled on your lap and you can't, and then actually you're sort of in very small housing. As you can imagine that, you know, very small spaces in general, especially in in the city, London, um, and full of people that you don't know. Uh, I think the way that they coped was community. I think that's yeah. the, the the honest thing. So when he came, he he actually slept on the sofa of a Nigerian couple who knew that he needed somewhere to stay and, and gave gave that for him for a few months until he could find some work. He was luckily a, a qualified welder, amongst other things. Um, get a, a quite good wage for back in the day. Uh, he said, like, £6 a week or something, which sounds sounds pretty good yeah. even now. I yeah, think exactly. That. Oh, £6 a week. And, uh, yeah, and so he started to make a life for himself, used uh, a system of saving with his community mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. called the Pardon, pardon though, which we still use to this day in I'm my community. I'm part of one of those. Are you? Yeah, um, they... I'm part of like a West African one. They call uh, it Susu. So oh, is, is this is where everyone puts a little bit of money? Tabletop in, banking, and yeah. And you give that money if somebody wants to take a loan. I yeah. think Sri Lankans also yeah, do that. Yeah, it's called Yeah. Yeah. So you don't take a loan. You basically you just every month you pay in like say a hundred pounds, and then when it's your turn to collect, you just get cash. You get the lump sum. It's different. It's something I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's like, similar, but yeah. Uh, I, I yeah I, I don't know. I can't speak to. To the to was it partner and yeah. and, Susu. and Susu, but as in uh, I think C two is maybe a little bit different, but I don't. Uh, a, a, Always sounds a bit like a pro- to a me for the proper Tamil person. <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to talk about it. A proper Tamil person will probably email into this and like be like, "Well, you pronounced it wrong, and you're wrong." <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, it's a scam. <laughs> <laughs> I also made me wonder actually what kind of other cultures came across with other that you think were just exclusively Jamaican or exclusively. Mm. Bayesian, but were actually every person that was coming from a different country was doing a similar thing to to operate because obviously he knew Nigerian people. That's what I was going to say. So yeah. was it lots of different people like BMEs in one area basically? I think it was. For, I think for a little while it was. I think he said it was uh, like Labrook Grove area. Oh, okay. So for a little yeah. while he was there, um, and then he got um, he did his partner and got enough money to to buy a house. I think it was in Wandsworth's first house because it's the house I remember and I it was this sort of huge five bedroom house that uh, all his children could run around in. Yeah, yeah. Really with? Oh yeah, so oh. that's the funny thing was that she was Bayesian. She was also one of them in West Generation, moved from Barbados uh, to start a life for herself and um, they, they met at church. They had four children so um, uh, so my mum was the second of those children and again um, Fair enough, both Caribbean, but from two di- very different parts of the Caribbean, has two different cultures growing up, you know? Um, oh, sorry, just... Yeah. What do you think are the big differences between being Jamaican and being Bayesian? Because I honestly can't tell you. Oh, I, I have no idea in terms and, of Bayesian. Well, you know, like, Rihanna, you know, Sean Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Not from how they sound. Not from the sound, but, like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so obviously food, food-wise, food so... Again, as I said, like growing up in South London, you know, it's very easy to go to a Caribbean takeaway, but the majority of those yeah, are Jamaican. Jamaican, Jamaican yeah. Or, you know, maybe they're not Jamaican, but they have Jamaican staples on there because that's what appeals to everyone. That's very true. But I cannot tell you for the life of me, like I've tried Guyanese food, I've tried Trinidadian, I've tried Jamaican. I cannot tell, for the life of me tell you what Bayesian food is. I don't, I may have had Fish it. cutters. But Flying fish cutters. That's, oh, yeah, go. so like, as in what I, I don't know why I'm answering these questions about. Is it Bayesian? I just like knowing. Maybe what, we're not related. I just like knowing things, so I'm like, yeah. oh, I know the answer to this one. <laughs> <laughs> me, me, me. Yeah, I'm never so smart. <laughs> no, but so what yeah. are the main differences, even in cuisine, for example? So, so for instance, Jamaicans have rice and peas, right? Mm-hmm. Bajans have peas and rice. <laughs> <laughs> Is that actually true? No, it's not true, but like, the, the Jamaican accent almost naturally sounds cool to me. It always sounds like cool people. Like, you hear them, no matter what, they sound kind of cool. Bajans sound country folk. <laughs> they sound like, in the way that you say somebody, I don't know... Yorkshire, from, no. from yeah, yeah, or somebody from, like, that, that kind of have a cool accent, then somebody from Wales might have a more... Lyrical accent. Very melodic, yeah. Very yeah. well, well, as, 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 as a... Or Bajans. <laughs> no, as well, I will say this. One, Irish accent, 
amazing. Yes. Also, but I love all accents. Like, uh, I, I love the Birmingham accent. Everyone likes to hate on it, but I think it's fantastic. But also, I am Sri Lankan Tamil, right? So we're like, oh, no, no, no. Like, the Jamaican accents, the cool accents, the base. No, like, they're all cool. Try sounding Tamil. Yeah, but wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on a second. But this is a deeper issue, and probably for another podcast, because why do we think certain accents are cool and certain are not, Because right? it's, it's what... Because if you're saying Tamil, that means that a lot of people, like... Generic Indian accent is not a cool accent. Exactly, right? but why uh, is baby, that? Baby, what are you doing today? Well, I mean, you just sound like a sleaze bottle, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but if you said it in, like, a, in a cool accent, if you said it in an Irish accent... Caribbean accent. Yeah. Jamaican accent. But do we not think that also... Maybe the Jamaican accent is cooler because of the whole Bob Marley I kind of popularity. I think so. Literally, it goes yeah. back to we know, yeah, we so know cool. more. We know and like more. cool runnings and whatnot. Yeah. Even though like Indian culture is, you know, it's having a moment. Like Bollywood's on fire yeah. and whatnot. And like there's obviously like thinking about the population of the world. Like you think that it'd still be much more culturally acceptable to have that accent and to be mm. popularized, but it's not. Um, but what's interesting is in Uganda, mm. like everyone's very obsessed with like Jamaican culture. But even the music sounds Jamaican, like it's just the same dance hall beat. Mm. And popular artists will even try and sound Jamaican in their um in their delivery. And it's just disappointing because I think it doesn't give us a chance to that. have our own flavour. But what I would say is Afrobeats is definitely doing its it's thing. It's got a strong minute, yeah. Now. I know it's taken a long time mm. for it to get like to this level. Mm. But I think things are really slowly changing, which is a positive step, right? Or even like um the song of the year last year, Boasty, right? Like, there's a whole bit where Idris Elba, who who doesn't have a Jamaican... No, or Jamaican heritage. Or Jamaican heritage. Mm. He, he puts on this kind of, like, fake patois. Mm. Yeah, I think it's half. Mm. Or half Ghanaian. Half Ghanaian, half, half, half Sierra Leone. Looked this up the other day. Because he's all good looking all the time. You were like, he was Caribbean. Did you? Yeah. Because he's so cool, he had to be Caribbean. Well, maybe, maybe that's why. He's a Caribbean accent on the song, so. Yeah, and he made a film called Yardi. That's true. So I was like, oh, he's. I think also this all goes back to like, so the accents, we're saying, you know, Jamaican accent's really cool. Maybe that this has all had an impact on why we only know about Jamaican food, right? Yeah. Like, why do we only know about jerk chicken? Again, I love Caribbean food, but what do I love? I love jerk chicken, I love plantain, I love. Rice and peas. Exactly. Curry well, goat or goat curry, so yeah, that's again, what I say. Cause I know food. But then, but I'm saying, so when you typ- think of a typical Jamaican dish, right, or Caribbean, that's what most people think. You think plantain, jerk chicken, rice and peas, gravy, what else? And then if you're more Aki advanced, salt fish. Aki salt fish, hard food. If you're curry goat or goat curry? Soup, I always say no. goat curry. Cock soup, soup manish. But it's curry goat. Yadi would like us to show that he... Would like us to I know more things. Box. Hey, listener, and I'm advanced. <laughs> I know more things. If you're you more do. Hard food, <laughs> manish water, cock soup. Is this from going to Turtle Bay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Turtle Bay's over a brown guy. Getting appropriate culture left right. Just like those weave shops. Just like a lot of businesses. That's what I was going to say, because you were talking about, like, what was it like for, like, Gen- uh, like your grandparents' generation mm, coming mm. here, and the ease in now being able to get these like products. Mm. Dunn River isn't even owned by Caribbean people. Like, what? No, no, it's, it's not. not. I didn't know it's that. It's not it's in not. the same way that like because you know we've learnt from the past. Like there's popular like chains and bricks mm-hmm. and whatnot, but front black people. Um, and I just think essentially it's, a, it's the commodification of blackness mm-hmm. and in this instance like Jamaican culture. You know I don't think like Turtle Bay and this. Probably shouldn't even say Turtle Bay. This particular restaurant, Pelican Bay, Fly Pelican Fly. Nice. Right, like Tortoise 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 Creek. Right, Tortoise Creek and um, Tequila Shack. Right, decided to front themselves with the people who own these establishments. I don't think anyone would go there, but it's like you know, let's have some sexy fly black men pouring drinks, serving people, and like let's sell this as a culture. I think it is a. Commodity, it's a commodity, which is why those big resorts in Jamaica themselves, mm. which you don't really see much of the, the country, sandals, I'm going to say, whatever, because they they are the biggest resort, um, kind of shut off beaches for the locals, make them private, but then at the same time sell you that you're going to a place where you can enjoy all the, the bits of the Caribbean that you want, essentially. You know, the sun and the, you know, Caribbean people's weight and you hand and foot. Um, I think there's a, there's a deeper thing in charge for this because mm-hmm. uh, as I say I'm not trying to promote Bayesian culture but I'm just but the fact there's lack of awareness there's a whole part of the Caribbean that is as touristy if not more so than Jamaica but the culture isn't represented but whose work is it to promote other parts of the Caribbean no I think it's just how how it's been carried across 
by the people that that did rep- that left there in themselves and then represented it. So you think about the population of Jamaica. It's got over a million people. Um, relatively speaking, Barbados is two hundred eighty-five thousand. That's less than Croydon. <laughs> less than Croydon. So I I think we are funny enough called small island by some of the bigger Isn't it lesser? islands. Small island is stuff that I've heard Jamaican family and friends that I know talk about Barbados, not knowing that I'm more Bayesian than I am Jamaican. Small island just means almost it's it's that ranking thing we talked about before. It's mm. coolie, it's that thing. It's almost like, well, we're a bigger island than them. We you know mm. even though you're actually a tiny island compared to the population. But the colorism's that deep as well. I think over there as well. I think mm. class and colorism is still a, a big thing in Jamaica. Do you yes. think it's a big thing in your community here in London, like in this like, think, second gen world that you live in, everybody? I think the fact that we are, imagine, you know, the fact that we're all se- like second or third generation. Might, oh. We're first generation. Oh, yeah. are you? Oh, sorry. Mm. So first generation born here or? Yeah, the, you were the first generation born here. Born here, born here. Born here first generation, oh. yeah. yeah. So, we are. So I'm second generation born yeah. here, I guess, in that, in that um, case. But then Turai, my wife, mm. is, is also first generation. Mm. So this is definitely a, another cultural thing that only people... F- British people from the Caribbean would experience. A lot of them, even if they were born here, had to live with their grandparents while their parents came over to this country and made a life for themselves. So my mum and her brother were part of this, my aunties and uncles. I know a lot of people who spent, even though they were technically born British, spent the majority of their childhood in the Caribbean and then came over when they were sent for by their parents, which has, uh, I think, an even more... uh, Kind of shocking and chastening effect for your psyche because you're then aware of this beautiful place that you're from knowing that your parents aren't with you and when you go back to them it's a completely different culture to how you've been brought up so i think the first generation of people that came over here were more interested in integration more interested in paving a way for everybody else so that they they mixed in they they did the it's jobs assimilation it's assimilation exactly and it's necessary for them because they came from a place and they realized they weren't welcome they had to yeah. survive. And so that's... They had to forge the communities that would then allow for world food shops and, yes. like, you know, like, Turkish supermarkets and, like, getting, like, getting an, an actual foothold in a community that is, frankly, ambivalent at best mm. to your existence. Meanwhile, like, a couple of generations down, you have these kind of thriving hubs, cultural hubs, to the point where, like, they're some of the most vibrant places to live, like, in London, right? Mm. Um... So I guess that I think that's I think I'm I'm getting to the second second yeah. point that you're making right yeah. like so the first first gen was about assimilation about kind of like just survive and like, don't, maybe don't make waves don't make waves don't be the ones mm. to to stand out for everybody I think that cuts across like lots of communities oh um, yeah definitely yeah. and then the second generation but especially because they had that experience of knowing the culture mm. and being feeling at home and then coming to a place where they weren't welcomed despite knowing that they're even inherently British. <laughs> How do you think... Did you live with your granddad as well for a bit? I did, actually. I actually have as an adult. So I never okay. lived with him okay. when, when my mum moved out when, when she had me. So I never actually lived under him as a child. But the fact that, that her, my dad, even people who were born here, had that dual identity mm. and then didn't feel welcome here made them want to rebel and made them want to bring, out, bring their culture out more. And that's where I think they're the generation that popularised reggae that never really wanted to to prove themselves to be worthy of fitting in or anything like that. We were happy to stand out. Um, and I think that that kind of mirrored with the, the fact that Jamaica itself was almost rebelling from its British colonial heritage. Then reggae comes out, it's almost like the soul, the blues music of, of the Caribbean. It comes out of, we, we have, we've been oppressed long enough, we're gonna try and be free now. This is, this is our freedom, this is our culture. Um, and I think that's a powerful message, and that's why, partially why Jamaican culture has spread throughout mm. the other cultures so well, and that's why so many cultures understand it, because I was in the Gambia, and I'm not going to lie to you, outside of Jamaica, it's the most Jamaican place I've ever been to in my life, and every, everybody apologises to me for not speaking Patois as well as they could, because that's how deeply ingrained the message that the music brought across and the culture brings across, that freedom is everything and love is everything, and... You know, it, and that's why it pervades. I think, I think, um, as I say with food, it is a representation of that. So people are going to know more about the foods that Carib- Jamaican people cook because they know more about the culture. Okay, so you're three quarters 
Bayesian, right? Yeah. So what? Okay, so do you think you lean more towards the Bayesian side though, or the Jamaican side? Well, or is it actually a mix for you? I think it's actually a total mix. I okay. think I was very proud of both. Mm-hmm. I think as a child, I wouldn't necessarily let people know much more about the Bayesian, or if I did tell people, they wouldn't know what that meant. Okay. So it, to me, that to them is just oh yeah, but that's like Jamaica, isn't it? What people are these? People of my own age, I think. So I think people because again. I had, so for instance, one of my best friends growing up was a very, was an Indian Jamaican person. So to, to me, he's a fully Jamaican person. I'm not. But if you are asking people, like, oh, you're Jamaican, he must be Jamaican, look at him. You know? That's, that's that, and, and that's, um, that's just a being a product of its time. It's still more tolerant than what my parents or their parents would experience, but it's still a level of ignorance. Also, if you're a teenager or... I don't know. Yeah, say so you're like 12. Yeah. Being Jamaican, maybe it's that whole being cool thing again, right? Definitely. Like, it probably sounded cool as saying you're Jamaican, so you can identify with both, so that's the side that you were going to pick. I think, again, I, I was always proud of, of both because okay. of the cultures, but um, I wouldn't have to explain as much if I said, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it's just like Jamaica. Oh, where's Barbados? Oh, it's just near Jamaica. I guess maybe that's what I'd do. I'd say it myself. Oh, it's it's an island very close to Jamaica and actually when I think when I was growing up and people would be like oh where are you, are you Indian I'm like no I'm from Sri Lanka mm. where's that oh it's near India it's the island <laughs> yeah, near yeah. India yeah, yeah, <laughs> so exactly I get it well, but then it in terms of food mm. okay so you're saying you, you kind of identify with both and you're proud of both like what influence did the Bayesian side have on you and also tell us about it because mm. I want to know so this is, so this is it's, it's funny because uh, when I was thinking about you know, recording this, I was, I was, I was almost writing down what was what did I have more Jamaican food when I was growing up, or was it more Bayesian? Did it was it more Jamaican? Because um, on my mum's side, my my grandmother passed away before I was born, so I only knew Bayesian from one side and Jamaican from one side, if that makes sense. But I was I grew up with them equally. Okay. I was involved in both of their lives, so I had plenty of both food. And I would say, um, Jamaican food was uh, more curries and more gravy mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Whereas Bayesian food tended to be like more grilled or fried or um, or oh, steamed. Is that like grilled meat or so grilled fish? Grilled or? fish. Oh, really? Mostly grilled fish. Grilled chicken as well. Okay. And again, they would season... I, I would, I, to me, jerk as a thing is only barbecue chicken. Oh dear, you're going to offend a lot of Jamaicans there, I know, because I feel like what jerk is, is it's having the seasoning that mm. you then put on the barbecue. Because you can have that seasoning and you can have gravy on it, mm. but it's not jerk chicken, it's chicken that's got this Jamaican seasoning. It has to be smoked. Yeah. It has to be that, that smoky, yeah, that yeah. exactly. No, that smoky tomato jerky taste. <laughs> to the rice and peas now. Now a lot of people think that rice and peas is made with actual garden peas which is absolutely ridiculous. What I tend to do is get some Heinz baked beans instead and what that does is it really draws out that tomatoey jerky flavour. For the rice I tend to use Uncle Ben's rice. There he is, the old bumber clark. Uh, that's a reference to Janaki's uh, yeah. favourite YouTube video. What's, what's he called? Uh, Munya Chihuahua I think. That's how you say his name. Mm-hmm. And he did a special at uh, I think around Carnival. Um, on jerky rice. Nice. Which is the most authentic kind of Jamaican food. <laughs> of course. The smoked rice, okay? <laughs> yeah, smoky, smoky jerky rice. Including baked beans and a banana put in the microwave for three or four days. Just to bring out that real jerky <laughs> jerky flavour, yeah. And now we speak to the folks of Jerk in the Park, a Waterloo-based takeaway, who explain exactly what makes jerk chicken so unique. What I've realised what I like to do now is I like to try other countries' food. Because, because what I find is that when we go to our own people's food, it's disappointing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that because do you think we're disappointed? Because we've grown up with a certain taste in our mouths. I think so. So when you go to these places, you feel like... You're expecting, yeah, you do expect a certain <laughs> flavour or taste. Right. And you don't get it. Because yours is traditional though, so how did you keep that tradition? How did you keep the... Because we've done this traditionally. We've used the original jerk pan where a lot of people, when they when they um, do jerk chicken like in restaurants, it's understandable, they're to do it in the oven. That can't be jerk chicken. Exactly. It cannot be. Because the whole of the jerk... The, the, the whole idea of jerk chicken is to smoke on the jerk pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? With the coal and everything. So therefore, it is impossible for you to have... It's still not nice. But you know what I found very strange about you? Because we've had numerous conversations about food before, right? Mm. 
this and for me the only explanation of this can only be that you're British it, or, or it's your British side coming through or English side I don't know what mm. you want to call it but you don't like bones in your meat. So I'm always like, how do you not like jerk chicken? Like, and are you how black? Do you... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you I black? mean, like, Sri Lanka people, we put both, like, oh, the mutton, the mutton curry Bruv, with the bone marrow and sucking out the bone marrow. Like, fighting you, over delicious. the bone. Yeah, like, literally fighting every, over the bone. And that's every the time fighting over the chicken. It's like, probably the... very offensive to Katati, who's now a vegan. No, it's not offensive. It's not offending any vegan. She doesn't look offended. I, will, I, I will... look around meat. <laughs> my, I, I have a meat addiction myself. So. That's why you're vegan, right? Just, uh, <laughs> just a battle no, of meat addiction. I'm not, and I, I don't, I'm just plant-based. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, but what, yeah, so for me, I mean, I don't know, try and explain it if you can. So what, I, like, growing I, I, up I, I, in I, yeah, household, and how did you kind of not like bones or what? With great difficulty is the answer, <laughs> because everybody else loves meat. There's no, there's no, like, there's very few people in my family who are like me. My, my story is that I saw, so, like, I had pets, and then I saw somebody chopping some meat and realised that, oh, this is the exact same thing. I'm the exact same thing as that. It's the exact same thing as that. So I'm differentiating... I'm trying to differentiate meat. So this that's a, a battle that I've always had with myself. Eating meat, I mostly eat things that don't look like meat. I'll eat minced meat or I'll eat stuff that is off the bone because I'm, less, I'm taken away from the fact that something's had to die for me to enjoy my food. Wait, so when you eat, say... Chicken stew or stew chicken, yeah, or jerk chicken, yeah. or I can something. I can eat these stuff. Think these things now as an adult more than when I was a child. When I was a child, it used to get me in trouble. I used to have to be sent from the dinner table without any food. Like a fussy child or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not child. like you got your mum to make a boneless chicken I mean, stew. Actually, <laughs> no, I got to make me a boneless chicken lasagna. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, mum. For understanding. That's love. That's the thing I love about my mum. You know growing up is that she had to cope with me <laughs> because everybody else is normal everybody else my brother was fine with me you know we grew up in the same household she cooks very good food not, 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 but she'd actually adapt her food to make sure that I was but, I was fed but like for me like I saw chickens being slaughtered yeah and then you know you chop off their heads yeah and then they still walk mm-hmm. oh god you've yeah. got about 10 minutes of running around exactly yeah. and, yeah. It, and I was just very young it was quite traumatising and right. like being cut down the middle and then you find that there's eggs in there that there was no <gasps> life brewing what you know? oh my god I can't that's yeah a, there's oh, eggs really? in the I mean, obviously, there's eggs in chickens, but, like... I mean, she was pregnant. She was pregnant, and they they killed her. Or, like, an Easter scene where like, like, slash um, a rabbit down the middle of a machete, like, pinning it to a banana tree. You know, so I understand. I mean, I wondered if if that's what you've seen. No, I haven't seen even even things as bad as that. It's more like the... Like, I saw things were endangered on 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 the planet. The planet is endangered with animals. Do you know what I'm saying? Sounds like you're just very, like... Humane young person. Uh, difference is, I still ate the meat though, so I wasn't, I wasn't actually that, that courageous. I still ate meat if it wasn't, didn't look like the meat that, you know, the thing that killed it. I still sort of bypassed that to, to feed myself. I could have just sort of had a hunger struck or a protest. But. So what would like a Christmas dinner look like in your house? So this is a good example. Um, it'd always be very traditional English. English. So, the difference being that in Jamaican households, we tend to eat ackee and saltfish for breakfast. That's our... What, on Christmas Day? On Christmas Day. Oh, wow. So that's... And then you can... Rice and peas come with everything. So okay. you can always have rice and peas with Christmas dinner. Yeah. Um, apart from that, it was still turkey mm-hmm. or a roast animal of some sort. And... Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> roast, mm, roast animal. Calcus. Calcus. Barely moving. Um, <laughs> it was, it was uh, that kind of roasted vegetables and potatoes... Um, uh, I remember coleslaw when we were younger and like potato salad but again those are English influence things but it's weird again could you th- okay when you go to quote unquote black parties mm-hmm. there's also always coleslaw and always potato salad and usually macaroni and cheese mac and, well. mac and cheese so again I don't know Not where parties well Caribbean shall we let's yeah. specify yeah, let's yeah, specify. Yeah. British Caribbean yeah. uh, or second generation born here <laughs> exactly so I wonder where that that's how that's happened. I, I think that's just like, like was that we were talking about earlier, like the like amalgamation of, of of cultures. You come to a place where you don't have everything, so you make do with the best of what you have and you mix those two things together and then they become generation a generation later part of part of what you grew up with. So, so, so and sorry, so you said you had coleslaw at Christmas as well. I think so, but again I hate I didn't like coleslaw for no reasons other than it just wasn't t- it's just too much 
creamy stuff and vegetables. I was always a weird child. I told you this. Strange man. I told you, strange. Is it, what's weirder, the meat or the coleslaw? I think. I think. I think the coleslaw. But if yeah, you mix see? them together, they're delicious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Coleslaw by itself is a weird taste, but anytime you put coleslaw on something, you're like, oh, I see what you're going. For. <laughs> no, I think red cabbage coleslaw can be eaten on its own. Yeah, actually, I do agree with that. Regular green one, nah. Nah. You know what's nice? If you have a jacket potato with beans, coleslaw, it's delicious. What kind Mm. of beans? Baked beans. (laughs) 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 Come on! (laughs) Although this is the Caribbean episode. String beans. Yeah, specify. (laughs) Oh, also, it's a slight digression, Um, but I have recently been a convert to the Brampton bean. Whoa. They're better than the Heinz. Like the Heinz, really? like the yeah. Heinz was, for my entire life, I thought it was the pinnacle of bean. Mm. And then my friend was emphatic that the Branson were better. It's because they're smoky. God damn, he's right. Really? really? I've never even heard of these. They taste like the beans from KFC, which yeah. are the best beans. Okay. I'm going to find some tonight. So, what, um, so I was going to say, no, no, we'll keep going in a minute, but I was going to say, um, a great example of like Caribbean culture margin is that um, Caribbean people tend to chop up onions and garlic and pepper and stuff and put it in their baked beans. That's oh, just a yeah. thing. It's so, and it's so good. It's so I'm good. Not, I'm not being funny, but I think that's just a black thing because we like more spice and flavour in our food. I, I, I jazz up my baked beans too. Mm. I think it's just... I've also had curried default. beans if you put like oh, a yeah. bit of chilli powder, cumin, onions, sauté it, beans. That's, it's just, it's just I beans. I think it might be beans. ethnic, but I, I think you're right though. This is, again, we're, we're talking about... Um, I was talking about the fact that I... Caribbean people brought things over. They thought mm. we were uniquely Caribbean. Mm. It turns out that everybody from who were bringing things over were doing the same practices. There's a, there's a dish that was made out of cornmeal that is basically a, a national Bayesian staple called cuckoo. And it's uh, cornmeal por- um, with a bit of butter and sort of steamed like, like a porridge mm. with okra chopped up in it. Oh, it's savoury. Savoury. Oh. And it's eaten with your flying fish and uh, your rice and, rice and peas. Um, and it is delicious. It's one of those things that my grandmother cooked for me that really made me feel like, oh, this is this is part of the Caribbean that I'll always, you know, that I'll always um, be with me. Um, and again, on a, on another level, my, my more, more of my favorite Caribbean dishes are Bajan. So maybe that that did influence me in a in a way that I don't I don't oh, really? really realize. Yeah. So for right. inst- for instance, that cuckoo, mm-hmm. delicious. Flying fish, I preferred usually as, as growing up because fish didn't weird me out as much as other, you know, mammalian kind of. Uh, Even the eyes. Well, the thing is, I, I I thought well I could I could catch a fish I could do that I wouldn't I wouldn't feel so bad about catching a fish or so a crab fish and I could eat a crab. It wasn't heavy with gravy, so you're like, in this in the summer you feel like you could eat it. And it wouldn't be so heavy. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah. It's like you're saying that uh, Jamaican people use a lot of gravy. Make yourself like you're you're whitewashed, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. yeah. But I know what you mean because, like, in Uganda, the food's so heavy. Like having a big bowl of like beans on a hot day with like um, the oil equivalent of fufu, like ugali, sends you to sleep. Mm. You know, like I know what you mean about climatic food. In a way. Uh, you're, you're right, and it's thing it wouldn't be an issue in the Caribbean. You you have that food all year round because it's the same temperature all yeah. year round. It doesn't make a difference. Um, there's no seat seat. There is seasonal eating, but it's not like. There's a winter. It's just what's available. Yeah, it's just yeah. what's available that grows at the time. Um, so obviously the fruit was a, was a big thing. Mangoes. That's a universal mm-hmm. thing. But again, yeah. I'm sure it's not just a Caribbean thing. It feels very. Although they're different in different countries, aren't That's they? That's true. You got the honey mangoes in like like well the really good ones are from Pakistan. Um, you've got what the the Alfonso mangoes like the the king ma- king mango also. Fucking brown people love mangoes. <laughs> <laughs> I think, do you know, I think mango is actually the most eaten fruit around the world. I'm not just saying that for you know. I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure I've read somewhere that, that that the most eaten fruit in the world globally is mango. I'd have, I if if I was a betting man, I'd have put my money on oranges or bananas. No, apparently not. Apparently. I think bananas. You think bananas? Well, again, we can we can definitely research this. Yes, because surely in Europe. Well, yeah, but then I mean, uh, now it's so easy to bring everything over. I was going to say, I was, I was about to say, because it's so easy to import these things, yeah. you, can, you can get mango anywhere. True. And mango are, I would say, hugely popular in mm. the in the countries where they grow the most. So. I mean, just pick and up yet, the tree. Well, I, I will say this actually to kind of back your point up. Mm. Um, I got an awful meal deal today uh, from a supermarket chain, and the snack option there was like a random like uh, melon fruit pot that's just like 
all just terrible. But there was like a, a mango, a sliced mango selection. Like there was an option over like having a banana or having a... Grapes. A grapes mm. or whatever. But yeah. it's in... You're, I think you're right. I think mango is way more pervasive than we... We give it credit for. Yeah. We think of it as or like a like a childhood thing growing mm, yeah. up. Yeah. Only we have, but now it's so. I I'm, I'm only really skeptical because of the inconvenience of eating a mango. It's ah, not something that you just put in your bag yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. eat into this later. Mm. It can get messy. You no, know, but that's why you gotta exactly. So listen to the end of the podcast if you want to find out <laughs> which is the most popular fruit. This is what I was going. It's bananas. <laughs> <laughs> it was apple ash. <laughs> Um, Wait, okay. Oh, actually, do you know what it'll be? And this, I, I'm fucking, I'm calling this one now. It'll be one of us really dejectedly going, uh, so tomato is a fruit. <laughs> really fucking pervasive in ketchup and pizza and everything. Um, but, um, no, I will say this about mangoes. Um, one, amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, I, we, like, we're talking about our own, like, food things, right? And it's about that thing of, like, oh, no, we thought we were the only ones. I don't think of mango as a thing of like a. Uh, I don't think of it as a red and green thing mm. that you get in a pack from Sainsbury's or buy it on its own from Sainsbury's. I think of it as a thing that comes as six to a box, with with some with some writing in a script that you don't understand. From tooting. From tooting <laughs> or from wherever, and and you sit you stand there like I'm so bored of this. While your parents lift up and inspect the mangoes, <laughs> but. But you know, as soon as that one of them boxes is coming home, it's like that thing opens up and there's a light in it, like it's um, <laughs> Pulp Fiction, and it's just off. Oh. Yeah, and then also, uh, at least at our house, it was like, look, don't, oh God, don't, don't go digging in that box about black permission. <laughs> like, that one's yours, that one's yours, that one's, as in like, because otherwise they would just go. It's like rational mangoes. Oh my God, because it's like, sick. Sick. over them. Yeah, we um, and my mum used to be like, no, you've already had yours, that's not for you, that's for your brother, because we would just eat them like little monsters. Um, so Rachel, my partner, is uh, white, and she was like one of the most like she was like one of the most endearing things that ever happened at your house. And she was like, oh, it felt like it felt very Asian. Was um, she, like we, me and her were just coming through the door. I don't know for what reason we were coming. We were coming home just to say, say hello, or whatever. And my mum like basically just like force fed her mango, and she was like, they just felt like really Asian. <laughs> and I was like, that's basically also, my childhood. Force fed mangoes by your mum is like. It's, it was, it's not it's a, a dream. Nothing. Yeah, it's dream. I, I, I say force fed. It's hand fed. It's, hand yeah. fed. it's like it is. Yeah, just the best. On a fork, obviously. Yeah. Like mangoes for me are like um, they grow in trees for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. My uncle um, had like this massive tree in Uganda, um, and like the leaves, right? I mean, if you smell mango leaves, like they're like kind of tangy and this white sap. But interestingly, like caterpillars love mango trees, so we'd wake up in the mornings and like the entire house would be full of like. Caterpillars when it was mango season. Oh my god! Nice. Yeah. Did they did they create chrysalises and then were there like butterflies on a mango tree? Because I would. Oh, that'd be nice. I would. That's <laughs> me. So. That's heaven. Like yeah. when like when I'm in heaven, it's just me walking through like an orchard of mango trees <laughs> with like with exotic butterflies all flapping around me, and I got a mango in each hand. Nice. No, we just sprayed them. Sorry, oh. I just killed the dream. No. But like for me, mangoes are about like a little bit green with salt and chili powder. Yeah. Mm. Like, that's just the way they go down best. So, Sri Lanka, so I think in Sri Lanka they have yellow mangoes. I don't know what the actual... Honey mango, I think they're called. Yeah, I don't know the actual name. But, like, again, when they're not right, it was, it was like, pepper and salt or chili and salt. Mm. So I'm gonna again, cut... it's strange because you wouldn't know that they would do that in two different... Nack, we got a cut at this point, the bit from Galang, where my is like, I saw a little mango, short spit, out the window. What's that? What is that? It's, um, it's the Tamil rapper. M.I.A. Uh, M.I.A. Oh. I think mm. I'm going to give you a quick fire round. Yeah, of course. Do it. Right. What's your first first Jamaican dish that you've ever tried? I'll crap them out of time. That's <laughs> 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 a good, consistent... Uh, a good question. I think it must have been, like, fried chicken with, like, heavy, heavily seasoned fried chicken. That's my first memory. Or rice and peas, because that's something they would surely have given me when I was, like, before I could even think. What's your favourite Bayesian dish? 
Uh, I think it's sweet bread. It's it's a uh, coconutty bread Ooh. that's like a, served as a dessert with, with raisins or cherries in it sometimes. Buddha bread or that bread? No, that's Jamaican. So oh. Buddha, Buddha bread Jamaican. That's my second favorite Caribbean bread staple. What's Buddha bread? Bulla. Bulla. Oh, it's bread? like spicy. Oh, is that the one with the green raisins and the? No, that's that's just normal. That's spice bun. That's not oh. bun. But bulla is like almost like it's almost like it's a bit more fiery. It's not actually chilli, but it tastes really like, I don't know, heavily seasoned. I feel like I just know hard dough bread, which is yeah, <laughs> not um, do you know what? the best of the Caribbean justice. I was, I was just thinking about hard dough bread, and I was like, what? This is, like, yeah, yeah. talking about the Caribbean, I was yeah, saying, yeah. this is one thing that, like, there is clearly, because I'm finding this out right now, listener, um, like, this huge, um, it's like, this is clearly a huge, like, um, patisserie, like, Tradition within like Jamaican Caribbean food, mm-hmm. like the me, Joe, whoever, like didn't know about. Like I think there must that must be like quite a fertile ground for us, like us to explore on the podcast or just in our own personal lives. But like, so you got so you got bullet bread, you've mm-hmm. got the sweet, co- yep, uh, sweet, the co- bread. sweet bread, the coconut bread, you've got spice bun, spice bun mm-hmm. Jamaican hard dough bread, mm-hmm. which is delicious. Anything else? Or what did you say? Cornbread? No. No cornbread, but actually, my granny did make that growing up. So I'm not sure, but I don't know if it's because she knew about American cornbread okay. or if it was actually a Bayesian thing. Does that make any sense? But I hope it was a Bayesian thing. All right. What's your favourite Caribbean restaurant in London? <sighs> now you're asking me several questions there. Um, quick fire round. I know it is a quick fire round, but oh, man, there's. So let's, let's, okay. All right, give me your top three then. Top, top three. There we go. That's better. So maybe there's there's a jerk there's a jerk um, chicken place in Thorn Heath, which is yeah, I know that tasty place. jerk. Tasty Everybody jerk. Everybody knows that place. Tasty <laughs> jerk. It just has like smoke coming out of the. By Sellers Park. Yes. Danny knows it. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. All the, all the palace Oh my god. god it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's proper. That to me is proper, proper jerk chicken. Wait, that's your, is that your number three that's, or number that's, one? That's number three. Okay. Number two. Ooh, number two. Now you're asking me a question. Go all right. On. Okay. I'm thinking. Um, I really surprised me the other day. I went to Fish Wings and Things, mm. and they did a really good um, Trini roti and uh, like Trini sides on the Trini things on the side. They've got Jamaican food in the, the menu for like you know the the food tourists. They do a really good authentic Trini Trini roti, which I, is one of my favourite things. And then number, number one. one. Oh, oh my gosh, Turtle Bay! Of course, it's got the most authentic <laughs> smoky jerky taste out of any tomato we. <laughs> Place that you can think of, and I just want to go there now. Sounds so t- totally <laughs> you black. You're going to say microwavable jerk rice. <laughs> the problem is, I call Ben, you cheeky little bum. We're going to give you a bonus round to tell us your favourite. Well, place. No, 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 Come on, number one. Okay, the problem is though, like it's I can't. Too hard, isn't it? Literally, I can't say beyond my my, par- my, my parents, my grandparents. You're allowed to pick them. I know. Yeah, okay. they cook food so well. Home. Yeah, home. You said restaurant, and now you're saying home. All right, yeah. I, I said it's but home actually, is a restaurant. We all know that. Mum's home. Food. How is home a restaurant? You know what? I can't just roll it through. I'll take your favourite place to have Caribbean food in London. So. Uh, in, in London, my granddad's house. There we okay, go. There you go. Uh, that's it. What's no, wait, I'm going to again. Uh, it, it <laughs> Granddad, <laughs> can we come to dinner? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else you need to know? He doesn't live in Morden. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your favourite Caribbean drink? Uh, I think it's sorrel. So sorrel is like, people know my name has hibiscus. Mm. But um, funny enough, there's a Bajan drink that only Bajans know about, and it's called Morbi, for all the Bajans out there. Well, what's that? It's made out of a tree bark. And when you think, oh, tree bark, is that delicious? No, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's bitter, and only people from Barbados appreciate it because it's it, it's, a, it's a slightly it's slightly less bitter if you if you dilute it, right? So... Well, isn't it's bitter, but there's no, is there sugar in it? Uh, some people put sugar in it, but you're not really supposed to. Oh. It's just supposed to be a slightly bitter drink. Is that now, a health drink? No, I, I don't think it is. I, I, actually, maybe people see it as that. So maybe people drink it and say, oh, yeah, you feel slightly better after like it. it fixes all your ailments. Yeah, literally, <laughs> apart from the taste buds. <laughs> but there was a story about Morbi, and my mum loves kind of, well, she loves bitter foods. So she made this concentrated Morbi, right? And she put it in one of my ginger ale, like, uh, bottles. I, I, I came home from, I don't know, being away and thought that there's, there's a whole bottle of ginger ale in it. So I drank the concentrated Morbi from the bottle and it's like, you know, basically it sucked bitterness from other places and just Ooh. distributed it in my mouth. It was the most bitter thing I've ever, ever tried. And I never liked it in the first place. So now I really don't. That's... It's not your least favourite food. I know, but I did say my favourite. I said it was oral. Okay. And 
If you could eat, this is the final question. Yeah. If you could eat one Caribbean snack mm. for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh gosh, I can consider acting sort of fish a snack, can I? That's I the, mean, that, I mean, I said counts. snack, not a meal. It doesn't have to be a meal. You can eat it as a snack. Cheeky morning snack. <laughs> <laughs> I think that can be yours. I think. Well, I think that that with planting, I can have that. Oh, yeah, plant, planting. Mwah. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank you for that. That's um, great. I think. Are we gonna do what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? Snack shot. Snack shot. <laughs> Give us a snack shot of your week. Give it. Okay. So, <laughs> my week was a bit pants actually because uh, last week. <laughs> what's that look up? <laughs> so disappointed. <laughs> um, no, I had a bit of a stomach bug, which is always a really sad time for me because you know can't eat what I want to eat. Mm. Um, I did try a really nice vegan restaurant yesterday in Covent Garden. I'm not vegan, but it was nice. It was interesting. Some tasty flavors. Um, That's cool. Should I give it a shout out. Yeah, yeah, cool. So it was uh, Neil Jard. Mm. It's nice. Oh no, so it's a Wild Food Cafe at Neil Jard. Um, it was a little bit on the pricey side, <laughs> but their banana bread was amazing. Um, and also my friend is vegan and gluten-free, so they had most of the things on the menu were also gluten-free. Mm. So for any of you GFs out there. Um, so that I think that was what I've had this week, but it's really nice. I would recommend it. And what were you doing in your downtime? What was keeping you busy when you weren't well? I may or may not have watched miniature cooking on YouTube. <laughs> that YouTube black hole. <laughs> oh, was it a black hole or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> um, um, what is miniature cooking? Okay, I, firstly, I just want to say that this is a guilty pleasure. And I've actually only ever watched two episodes, okay? Oh, that's all right then. But I think they were making... I need to check this up or somebody can correct me, but I think they were making a... Um, I don't know if it's Thai or Filipino, like, little pancake. Basically, they make tiny, 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 mini miniature little desserts on a tiny 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 little stove and a little pan and it still looks amazing and I still want to eat it like, all. As in like the size of like a 50 pence piece. I mean smaller than that. Like a dollhouse almost. Yes exactly. Like the size of a pinhead. It is really weird but what's weirder is that 20 something million people have also watched the video and now have you three because I haven't kindly shared it with you. That <laughs> would infuriate me because it's like so much effort yeah. and then you get this beautiful little pancake crepe thing but and you can't eat it I'm Some, like... somebody sneezes and it's gone <laughs> but the skill you need to make it yeah. I mean this guy oh, was fantastic. like making tiny little pancakes flipping the pancakes and then dipping it in syrup but I think we agreed that if you grew up on the um, the borrowers this is for you and I love the borrowers there we go <laughs> it says a lot about your past exactly do you have your food moment um Ah, my food moment, my snack shot. Oh, my what you eating? Snack shot. Snack shot. Snack shot. Not another one. <laughs> there is a, a war of attrition, listener, about wh- whether we're going to call this a snack shot or what you eating. Uh, guess which one I wanted. Snack um, <laughs> 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 Classic sibling uh, uh, rivalry argument. Um, right, the first seven people that comment either. Either snack shot or uh, what you're eating, gang, will decide forevermore. Forever. Um, hopefully, we don't get more. <laughs> it's going to be us all commenting, and that's it. And, I'm gonna and they're all going to be me. I'm, I'm not going to comment at all, so yeah. Um, yay, engagement. Yeah. Uh, Self engagement. That's what I call it. Uh, so, snack shot. I've, got, I've had a weird week as well. Um, I usually am a, a meat eater, and I'm usually an alcohol drinker. But for the first three months of the year, I don't, um, which kind of weirdly impacts my diet. But adjusting to it, I, it was kind of. Is that vegan? You times three. It's not. I don't. It's, it's not, not vegan. vegan. It's just. It's just vegetarian, and it's just me on my silly bullshit. It's, it's just, it is. just extra then. It's just yeah, me being extra. But the the upshot of it is, I was dog tired Monday night. Um, so I had a wholemeal pitta. It was a weird, weird meal, and I. It was delicious, but I won't. I think I'll give it to you. I'll give you the short version of it. Uh, wholemeal pitta with a corn, a corn chicken burger, like the corn breaded chicken burger, with um, grilled crispy, le- uh, grilled crispy white cabbage, uh, julienned uh, yellow pepper. That means chopped for y'all. 
Chopped. Thin little. Finely chopped. Thin little. I fucking hell. Sorry. Did, didn't mean. I was like, who's Julian? Didn't mean to be. Simple English campaign. Didn't mean, yeah, didn't mean to unnecessarily be pretentious. Um, although that is my brand. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so like really thinly, like spaghetti thin stri- uh, strips of yellow pepper, um, and then, and this is this is a little listener um, recommendation, uh, user uh, user recommendation. This is a recommendation from me to you because um, I'd completely forgotten about it, and I saw it in the Turkish shop, and I was like, <sighs> like it was like seeing a next girlfriend. It was amazing. Uh, Maggie, hot and sweet, fucking drowned it in that. <laughs> Maggie, hot and sweet, the greatest sauce. In the world, Maggie Constantly works on anything. Can I just quickly? I'm sorry, I know I'm jumping onto your snack. No, no, shop. do it. You talk about the egg, egg sandwich, baguette. Oh my god, if you get Fuck a fresh yeah. white baguette, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, cut it, have whatever size you need, but, but fresh copious, butter, copious butter, massive butter, 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 right? And then a fried egg, and then have Maggie double side fried, yeah, double fried, double side fried, hot and sweet. Maggie's hot and sweet in it. Oh my god, and a cracker pepper, it's so good. And also, although I know some people really hate this. If the yolk is a little bit runny, mm. and then it soaks into the bread, and then the mixture with the hot and sweet, so it's and oh, but then also, also you you can then clean the plate with the like final bit of the crust. Oh, it is a that is fresh baguette though. That's that, yeah, it has to be soft. It has to be like a good French baguette. It has to be like hard on the outside and soft on the inside. Mm. Um, yeah, that is an amazing thing. But Maggie hot and sweet, just literally, I will mainline it. I will. It is. Just wonderful. So my snack shot is Maggie Hot and Sweet. Hopefully they send us some, you know. Wouldn't it be great if Maggie Hot and Sweet was owned by a black person? Ah uh, yeah, definitely. Or in the name of Maggie. Hot and sweet. Wow, Maggie, you got everything going for you. I love your sauce as well. <laughs> um, that, yeah, that's my snack shot. Uh, snack shot. I've been traipsing around uh, various Jamaican. Non-Jamaican and uh, indefinite <laughs> uh, Caribbean places. So I'll shout out Fish Wings and Tins for being a great place. Um, Botikla, but I'm gonna have to re-edit that because they are uh, the only Guadeloupean cuisine I've ever tried, and they're absolutely delicious. So um, shout, shout out to them guys. And um, oh, man, was there any anywhere else that I thought? Oh yeah, Limein, because again, Trini food represented anything outside of the. Than the normal Jamaican I'm shouting out this week. Cool. Well, that's a wrap, guys. Or a sandwich. Oh, oh she hasn't done a... I thought you were doing a bit. I thought you were like, we were just like skipping over guitar set. That's a funny bit. After all her interjections, she's trying to silence. No, I thought you were done. Anyway, no one's having a guitar in Go, go, go. Sorry, take over. Well, why not even like to do with eating food, but kind of are? So I went to a popular. Cheney pub place the other day in Clapham or Clam as they like to call it Clam Um, and I asked for like a plant burger and then the guy brought a meat burger so then I was with my friend and she's kind of aggressive well actually maybe not aggressive assertive and she said in an aggressive manner (laughs) (laughs) assertive in an aggressive manner yeah so she was like excuse me you've wasted our time the food doesn't come out on time and you know I I need to be compensated for for my you know this service and the guy's like, I'll give you shots. Shots of yeah, alcohol. Of alcohol. Shot, 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 I wasn't having that at 4 p.m. And then he was like, okay, whatever other drink you want. I'm like, I don't want another drink. I'm on water. Like, do you know what I mean? Anyway, I got free dessert. We Ooh. both got free dessert. What dessert did you get? Chocolate brownie and ice cream. Oh, yummy. Yeah. Nice. Wait, um, hang on. You got a meat burger, though? No, he's, he, he had to go and change this it. Walk, but, but did you have a main meal? I did. Oh, good. Just checking. Oh, just checking. You didn't. She's so panicky. Just follow the thread of the story. She ordered. She ordered a plant burger. He brought a meat burger, and then her her friend was like, "Hey, you fucked up. You got to compensate us for this." Yes, yes. And then my other kind of food moment was trying to explain to my mum about like one of my friends a vegan, right? She's like. Oh, so does he eat um, chicken? I'm like, no, that's meat, mummy. Does he eat fish? No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't eat dairy. <laughs> he doesn't eat cheese. Oh, you mean he's got all these allergies? I'm like, <laughs> they're not allergies. It's a lifestyle choice. Um, and then she was like, well, he can eat luwombo, which is like the steamed thing that we make in Uganda. Mm. But I just thought it's funny how like the end always bring it down to like sickness, like 
veganism. Oh, really? And I, like isolating all these things from your diet. Okay. Mm. Mm. So those Interesting. Moments of my what you're eating. Snack shots, man. Snack shots. Snack shots. Snack shots. Listener, you decide. Engagement. I reckon you decide snack shots. All right, guys. Is that a wrap, sandwich, or burrito? Ah, that is the best worst joke I've ever heard. That, what? That, that sounds like a joke from you. That's why it's the best yeah. worst joke I've ever heard. Yeah, well, that's well great. done. I like that. That's well, patronising. Like, patronising. Oh, high five from Katasi. That's winning in yeah, life. That is, isn't it? He's just hating when he didn't come up with it. I know, he also mm-hmm. didn't come up with suck shots. No, suck shots are amazing. It's true. <laughs> I, 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 I can just feel the anger on him. Fuck. All right, guys. Then, suck then. shots. Um, one sec. Uh, li- <laughs> listeners, if you uh, have any recommendations for us, um, yeah, let us know. Let us know your uh, what you're eating, your snack shots, your food moments. Um, let us know what you want it to be called. Yeah. Um, you can reach us at... Uh, we will put that in later. I think we should call them friends. Oh, friends. Yeah. Friends. Friends is nicer. Friends. Friends. Friends, 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 friends the listeners. Listeners is very impersonal. Mm. And Gary, he calls people friends. Unsavory ethnic types.